Welcome to STEAM State of Mind, your favorite source for all things STEAM education. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. STEAM State of Mind! Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a STEAM State of Mind. STEAM State of Mind! Coming to you from Kettering, Ohio. This is our STEAM State of Mind podcast. I'm Carrie and I'm Bern. And we're here at Orchard Park Elementary School with our state champion invention convention winner, Nava, and her teacher and her mom. So, can you guys introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, I'm Savet Cabrezi, gifted intervention specialist. I'm Nava Dedamore. And I'm Olivia Dedamore. And Nava is our state championship winner. So, congratulations, Nava. That's awesome. Thank you. And it's really exciting because Kettering always has some great um, inventions that we submit and through mainly through the gifted program in Kettering. Now, last year, I know we even expanded a little bit more into some of the classrooms, but um, really, this is something that the gifted department in Kettering has taken on and has developed in, and they have some amazing um, submissions every year. And so, um, Saveka, can you tell us a little bit more about the Invention Convention and Kettering's participation? Sure. Um, I have to give credit to our um, other two gifted intervention specialists, Karen Cronauer and Ms. McBride, Casey McBride, who could not participate today, for bringing the whole idea of uh, us introducing our students to the project. So we've been into it for six years now and have had um, state winners in the past. Um, And the Invention Convention really is more than just um, a state or local um, competition. It goes on to the national level and as well as to the global uh, is this world scale competition for young inventors. So um, It's an opportunity for the kids uh, to engage with the world around them. And they are invited to identify an everyday, kind of easy to to solve, so to say, problem uh, with a prototype or an invention that they are able to uh, ideate or think up and then create a prototype for. So the scale of the invention process um, is truly all-encompassing. It in- involves many steps and a lot of hard work and a lot of um, hours uh, <laughs> from, the, from the students themselves and uh, certainly a large um, support from community members as well as family members. So we can't um, really, when we celebrate the success of of our students, we celebrate the willingness of all. Let's take a break from the podcast for a moment and discuss a little more about Invention Convention Worldwide. So Invention Convention Worldwide teaches students problem identification, problem solving, entrepreneurship, and creativity skills, and builds confidence in invention, innovation, and entrepreneurship. 
The K-12 Invention Education Program convenes a global community of educators, business leaders, parents, and students through competitions, events, and a flexible project-based curriculum aligned to educational standards. Now back to the podcast. Well, we have, well, I have, um, this sounds like a lot of the things that we do with our STEAM podcast that we talked about, like perseverance. We talk about, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, collaboration, working together and identifying a problem that can be, you know, that is real world. I mean, that's really the STEAM state of mind. And it sounds like, Saveka, you really have bought into this whole STEAM state of mind culture and everything and the whole gifted program has. Um, so now I want to, I'm so excited to talk to Nava because Nava, you know, your teacher just described it wonderfully about how challenging this is and solving a real world problem. I want to know, and I'm sure everybody, our audience wants to know, well, what was the problem that you worked on? I solved the problem of students bringing weapons into school and keeping the other students stress-free and safe when they walk into school. I think that, first of all, that is an amazing problem. That is something that I'm like, I'm like, you have my interest right away because I'm, I mean, Carrie, did you know the well, whole? Th- I, I knew the title of your project, which I was so excited about. Um, our superintendent has identified actual safety as our number one goal this school year, safety, behavioral expectations, and uh, quality teaching and learning. So you actually grabbed onto a real world world problem that that our school district recognizes and and has really put a lot of emphasis on so that is awesome actually so I so know. timely it's very timely said so, um mom all right here you are you know supporting your daughter um and when she came up with this idea and presented to you what were your initial thoughts I felt like it was a really natural step for her because she tends to think towards real-world problems. When I asked her what she wanted to make for next year's invention, she said, well, I want to solve world hunger, or maybe I want to address global warming. I mean, big-picture problems are the way that Nava thinks, but I also know that it helps her feel empowered. When she looks at these big-picture problems, she doesn't feel helpless. Instead, she thinks, what can I do? And that's really something I'm proud of for her. That's pretty awesome. So, Nava, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, your steps in solving this problem? So, I mean, it's a, it's a great world problem, but what steps did you take to solve this problem? Um, I had to learn about the magnetic force to make the metal detector to work under the door or to work under the door and... I had to make a a few prototypes to make it work. So what is, explain this magnet under the door. So I'm not for sure if I quite understand what the magnet under the door, what it does. It's a coil from a um, a metal detector um, that uh, we took apart, that I took apart and put under a door, a model door. And when someone walks over it, it will um, vibrate a bracelet that's connected to it. Oh, wow. 
So, so, so every student has a bracelet. Is that is that what your actual uh, invention was? Was the no. bracelet that the student wears? No, a teacher oh, next oh, to the okay. door wears it, so oh. they can be informed when a student has metal. Even better. So this way, it's not like all the alarms and buzzers and the anxiety that goes with all of that. This is something that you know the teacher gets warned or the adult by the door gets worn through a vibration on their um, arm, and then they can address the situation in a very calm manner. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. Oh, my God, that is so cool. It is really cool. So talk to me a little bit about your thought process. Did um, what has kind of been happening in our world and some of our schools across the country, did that come into play when you were deciding what um, kind of project you were or problem you were going to kind of tackle? Yeah, um, at the school JFK, a student brought a loaded gun into um, the classroom, and that made me think about how um, like students shouldn't be able to have weapons in school and stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they had it in their locker. Yeah, and and that is that is in our world today. It is a reality that something like that could possibly happen. Now, thank goodness, Kettering is never. Knock on wood, if I can find wood, we've never had uh, a major issue. And any time that we've ever had anything, we've been able to handle it right away or whatever. But this is an added security. And it's also what I think what you have done is you, you address the emotional part of it. Because I know even as a teacher, and I know a lot of teachers, you know, there is that level of anxiety that occurs when you hear alarms or when you hear, you know, certain, I mean, like those warning signals that something's wrong, because you're like, oh my gosh, when something could easily be taken care of, you know, through the vibration of arm and, and keep it within instead of it, you know, having the anxiety throughout the entire school. Well, and, and your invention actually deals with both safety and security. Because we know, you know, safety is kind of the social emotional that you feel safe, that you are comfortable in your surroundings, and security are the uh, the tools and the equipment and the things that we have in place, like your invention or like uh, cameras or things like that. So you actually, and I don't even know if you realize it, you dealt with both of those issues, safety and security, in in your invention, which is really awesome. It is, and so now I am curious. How I just want to know, how do you feel about your invention? Like, do you think this is something that could actually, you know, be produced in the, you know, throughout the world or throughout all the schools in the United States and be used in a way that can help all these schools? I think it could help a lot of schools stay a lot safer and keep students a lot less stressed out. Yeah, and so how, what kind of research did you do on this as far as finding, um, like, the researching this problem? I researched how many school shootings there were in a, f- um, a few, in, like, a couple of years. And there was, like, a lot of people who got seriously injured. Oh. So tell us a little bit about then, because I know that um, this this whole process 
you know, getting to that actual state level with invention convention is it's a long period of time. Is it is that because it uh, sure. is it a whole school year pretty um, much? The pro the project really takes about. 10 weeks minimum okay. of, of uh, classroom-related work as well as work at home. Right. Uh, and the students go through the steps of choosing a problem, understanding the problem, researching, um, considering whether their idea is unique, what other inventions exist, how is their idea um, going to impact the world or the people around them so the whether it is worthwhile to spend time and effort certainly uh, it has to be unique to be considered so the idea must be original to the student as well um, so along the way we have all these checkpoints and the students work um, uh, with a journal with a slideshow that eventually gets um, transferred onto a trifold and it all ends up, um, well, once they have sketched their idea and created a model for it, it is always a plus if a student can create a working prototype, which in this case, Nava went through several prototypes uh, to test and uh, iterate her idea. So that was work done outside of the classroom. Um, one super important element of inventing is also reaching out to experts, which we did to our local police officer, Mr. Rusted. Uh, Nava, do you remember his feedback to you and how it helped you along the way? He um, was wondering what if the teacher did find metal in a student and the buzzer well, not the buzzer, the vibration went off on the bracelet, how would she tell someone or he tell someone? Um, and I thought of she, he or she could um, text someone, another adult, to tell them that there was metal on the student or they could switch jobs with them and she, the teacher or adult could go check the student by themselves. So Nava really took ownership of all this thought mm -hmm. process of the implications of using the invention and then uh, how to make it really uh, useful. So that was really leading all up to the final step of uh, creating a video presentation in which she shared her idea with the world and prepared to speak to judges uh, first on the regional level and then she advanced onto the state. So. so tell us a little bit about that process. Was that nerve-wracking when you had to um, it, make your video explaining to, and you knew those judges would be, and this was virtual again, again this year, wasn't it? Yeah. It was um, definitely nerve-wracking to <laughs> um, talk to all the ju judges. And the first time we tried, we had internet issues, so we had to do it all again. <laughs> Internet's great when it works, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, Mom, how did you feel about the whole process and, and like, on the family side of things? You know, what was this process like at your home? So, the hardest part for me as Nava's mom was helping her to have boundaries. She didn't ever want to stop making it better. So, for example, hmm. when we were filming the video for the first deadline, and there were several different deadlines in the process, 
she had a cold and she was out until nine o'clock filming it over and over and she cried when I said, no, we have to be done. It's a school night. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. We'll try again tomorrow. Um, and similar types of things if she had to start over again with a different prototype or when she wanted to make sure that she was following the rules exactly, I would email Mrs. Brazy. Now tell me exactly, is this, is this within the spectrum of the rules? And Right, because Nava's attention to detail is so thorough. And as her mom, I had to say, okay, now also go be a kid. Yeah, uh, and that is, um, I mean, sometimes those boundaries of, you know, what's too much and what's, you know, not enough kind of thing. But it sounds like, you know, Nava really has that great work ethic and that critical thinking and wanting to do it, you know, to do it right. You know, I mean, I commend well, you on that, but it is good to play too. It, it, well, yeah. I, I was going to say, this is the epitome of, of what we talk about, Burn. This is... Yeah esteemed state of mind, you know, from start to finish. But um, we also always talk that, um, you know, STEAM and education and everything can have an element of fun to it as well. So I know sometimes maybe when you weren't feeling quite great and the long hours, you might have had a couple tears here and there. But did you have fun when you did this? And and tell us what what was fun about it for you. Um, I had fun making the prototypes and filming the videos for the invention thing. Even though it took so many tries, it was still fun. Okay, that's great to hear. We like to hear that because we like it when our yes. students have fun when they're <laughs> creating and inventing. We don't want them singing up all night and being stressed about everything, you know, because that's what you want to do is reduce stress with your whole project, and we don't want you to have more stress. <laughs> so. I absolutely agree that, you know, you have to make it fun along the way. And we had a great um, guest uh, student teacher last year, Mrs. Puckett, who added to the uh, expertise and the fun, engaging way the students got to try out prototyping, um, rapid prototyping through exercises in class and brainstorming. And so there there are a lot of um, scaffolds along the way that we as teachers have to be careful to provide both the motivation and the learning opportunity. But um, really there are certainly how a student decides to approach the opportunity is varied. Some are overwhelmed and could step back along the way or some uh, push forward and eventually succeed and and I think it's a growth process for everyone. That growth mindset. That growth mindset. Yes. That steam state of mind. Nava, what, what's, what's next? Are you going to um, continue with the Invention Convention program this year? And if you do, how in the world do you top being the state champion? Um, <laughs> I'm going to um, keep doing it this year. Okay. And I'm going to nationals in May. Oh, my goodness. That's very cool. So why don't you tell our audience where that is held and what you get to do there? It's in Michigan, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's another competition where we compete with people who also did invention convention out of the state. Okay, and I I believe that's the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan. How exciting. Will you get paired with a mentor to help you possibly improve your invention for between now and then? Yes, I th- I'm pretty sure there's a meeting every month with um, an inventor, uh, a mentor. Okay, so is this a mentor provided through 
the Invention Convention, convention does provide a mentor that um, How exciting. leads the kids into further uh, improving their invention and even maybe even uh, opening their eyes to the possibilities of patenting. I was just going to say, I fully expect to see a patent on this at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can get to the nationals with something like this that is so timely, so appropriately amazing for uh, you know schools across the country, across the world. It would be really cool if you could get that patented. Who knows? And then you can be a mentor someday to kids who are going through invention convention what do you what do you hope to do when you grow up as they say um i talk about being a teacher sometimes but that's great that's all i really think about like i don't really know what else i'd want to be that's really okay that's not a fair question when you're how old are you 10 when you're 10 yeah you have a little bit of time to figure that out well, and you have just participated and got actively engaged in a variety of careers that you don't even realize what you were right. you you were doing it, you know. And that's what I love about STEAM education too is that you just it's your passion, it's what you love to do when you're doing these career STEAM careers, just because it's something that. Um, you know, you want to solve problems, you want to learn, you want to figure things out, you want to make the world a better place. And that's what you've done, Nava. And I'm so yeah. excited to see where this goes. And I'm, I'm excited to find out what you're going to do for this year to like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, holy cow, no pressure, though. Don't, you know, or no do, pressure. Do you, do you continue with since she's going to nationals or does she have so, a not, will she be doing that and another that Project. is a great question, but normally uh, we give the student a choice to either work on improving and preparing for mm-hmm. nationals or uh, trying another broad problem. And we have had students who have actually every new uh, every year selected to try develop a new invention. So I expect she will she will make her choice when the time comes, but it's mm. definitely hers to take. So. You're willing to do this all again, right? Yeah. Excited about it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's great. Well, congratulations again. Thank you for representing Orchard Park and the Kettering Schools so well. We are so proud of you. Thank you. And are really excited to see where you're going to go this year and where you're going to go in the future. So looks like there are going to be great things ahead for you. Proud of you, Nava. Thank you. We're all proud of you. For sure. And before we close, we always have our Ask Coach Schwederman question. So this actually comes from Rob in Cleveland. And Rob asks, Byrne, how do you integrate career education into STEAM education? Okay, well, isn't it kind of interesting how we just talked about right. it? And that was not, <laughs> we didn't prepare that. You know, that wasn't like staged or anything. We didn't know how impressive was going to be when we started this. I know, I know. <laughs> but that is um, that exactly what Nava just did and what we just talked about. I mean, a lot of the, you know, um, career education just comes naturally. And because the students are, participating in solving real world problems. And isn't that what we do in most of our jobs and most of the things that, you know, it's a life skill. And so um, we have, there's so many careers right now that are full of STEM education, STEAM education. There's a lot of careers out there that we don't even 
know what it'll be like. By the time Nava graduates from college, I don't even remember the percentage of careers that'll be new that haven't even been invented yet today. Um, and so she'll have a lot of different opportunities. But really, um, you know, with career education, it is getting students to think about what is their passion? What is something that they're truly interested in and enjoy? What do they, what kind of problems do they like to solve? And so somebody um, from the University of Dane Research Institute told me once, it's like, you know, we need to stop talking about having career fairs and just having a fair that's asked, okay, well, what problem would you be interested in solving? And having all these different problems and then having somebody who has been there, who has solved that problem or who has, you know, who is trying to solve the problem or whatever, kind of like what you did, Nava, with the whole solving the problem about safety in our schools and the anxiety that, you know, right now, you know, a lot of students and teachers have. And, you know, you went ahead and took that on and solved that problem. And it's something that I think the when you're talking about careers in the future, that's really what I think is going to be available to so many people is just the idea of what am I passionate about and how can I solve these problems? Because also so many of these careers are integrated anymore too. Like you just can't isolate one thing, you know, you're going to be just this, you know, or just that. I mean, so many things are just so isolated. I mean, I grew up on a farm. And as a kid, my God, I look back now at uh, the, all the things my dad, my dad, my dad didn't even graduate from high school. Um, neither of my parents did. Um, and they're two of the smartest people I know. And my dad was a huge problem solver. And on the farm, they had to, you know, work with mechanics. They had to work with chemicals. They had to work with, um, you know, trying to figure out the weather and the agriculture aspect and planting and germination, all of these things they had to know and to be in the agricultural department. And so the things that we do here in Kettering and all the project-based learning and all the STEAM education we do is preparing kids to be critical thinkers, preparing kids to be problem solvers, preparing kids to find their passion and what they're interested in by giving them all kinds of experiences. And so when it's time for them to select a career they you know they know kind of what avenue to go to because you're always going to be much happier if you can be passionate about what you're going to do for the rest of your life oh yes oh god yes that is so true you know and it's also okay that you're 10 years old and you're not really sure what that is yet that's not a problem at all yep you've got lots to discover so yes all right well hey Thank you, Carrie. This has been a great discussion, and thank you, everybody, at this thank table. You guys, and Nava, congratulations again. We are so proud of you, and uh, good luck this year, and we'll be watching to see how you do in Michigan in May. Thank you. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. This is our STEAM State of Mind. <laughs>